Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this is the inaugural edition of Dave's Adult Beverage Corner. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the differences between Ace Pumpkin Cider, which, as you know, is the official adult beverage for Halloween of the Needless Things Podcast, and Harpoon Pumpkin Cider, which tastes like ass. And thank you for listening to the first episode of Dave's Adult Beverage Corner. Yeah, I, I had to stop by the adult beverage store on the way home today, and, and this Ace Pumpkin Cider that I had been drinking, and I've got a few left, uh, has been a little tough to find. I've only found two places that carry it. Everybody else seems to carry the Ace Pineapple Cider and the Ace Pear Cider, but guess what, people? It's not Perroween. It's not Jalapineapple. It's Halloween, which doesn't have pumpkin in it, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why they're not carrying the Ace Pumpkin Cider. So I stopped at a store over by my job that is usually pretty good, and they didn't have it, but they had this harpoon pumpkin cider. And I was like, well, but it's pumpkin cider. How it's, it's, if you follow the basic recipe for creating a cider, but you put pumpkins in it, how badly can you fuck that up? And, uh, unfortunately harpoon pumpkin cider has answered that question. It's very, very alcoholy. Uh, the ace pumpkin cider is like drinking a pumpkin pie. Uh, this is not, I'm not sure. I, I can barely even taste pumpkin in this stuff. You know what it needs? I bet if I added some Jack-O-Blast to it, it would be great. All right, anyway, we're not actually here to talk about Halloween-themed adult beverages. We're here to talk about how we celebrate Halloween. We're going to talk about costumes of the past. We took a poll in the Needless Things podcast Facebook group, which if you're not part of that, you should be. Go join right now, and you can determine the future of the Needless Things podcast, or at least pick like what we do for needless commentaries and stuff we talk about on the show uh so go join the needless things podcast facebook group and we had a poll and the winner of the poll was halloween costumes and and sort of the idea was that several of us would get together and talk about the halloween costumes that we had worn as kids uh and how they've evolved over the years the other option was Stephen King adaptations, which we will get to in the near future. We've been talking about doing that episode for a couple of years now, so we will get around to it. But tonight's episode is not just the Halloween costumes. We talk about a lot of different aspects of Halloween. We've got a great panel. You're going to really enjoy it. Uh, but before I get to that, I've got to do my intro. And the first thing I want to talk about is the new Halloween movie. If you go to needlessthingspodcast.com, you have my thoughts on Halloween. I, I no longer do what I consider proper movie reviews. I just kind of share some thoughts about movies and TV shows and whatever I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, I find that to be more fun. So if you go, you can find my thoughts about the new Halloween. And then you can also find a separate article that is Beth's uh, review of the new Halloween. And they don't agree uh, to the extent that there are parts where i was wondering if we even saw the same movie uh but anyway go to needless things podcast 
Com. Check that out. Uh, I've got plenty of spooky toy reviews up for October. All kinds of cool stuff that you can go back through the month and check it out. And I am in the process of uploading, or I guess transferring, the entirety of the old Needless Things site to the all-new, slightly different Needless Things post, uh, Needless Things Podcast dot com, which also does not have pumpkin in it, uh, much like Halloween. So, go check that out. There's going to be some. I've been uh, okay. So, I'm using WordPress now because many, many people recommended WordPress to me. So, I finally sat down, figured out how it works. Well, I didn't, I didn't even really figure out how it works because I I used it when I wrote for the ESO network, uh, for our friends over there, but I needed to figure out how to set it up and run a WordPress page is very, very easy. Uh, everybody was right. It's much easier and better than blogger. And I found out that you can create a file from your entire old blogger thing and transfer it to WordPress. Well, that's been underway for a week now. It has been sitting there processing for a week. So that's interesting, and I'm really curious to see how that's going to work out. But uh, we'll we'll see. I'm probably going to have to do a lot of cleanup, but that's okay because I really didn't want to lose all that old content. There's some great stuff in there uh, that, that I'm proud of, a lot of writers that I'm proud of. So hopefully that'll be up you know, before the end of the year, maybe, if we're lucky. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is American Horror Story, which I haven't mentioned at all this month, even though so far it is one of the best seasons of the show, in my opinion. My previous two favorite seasons uh, were the first season, uh, the Murder House season, and Hotel. Though To me, those were genuinely two excellent tel- uh, seasons of television. This newest season, uh, and and look, I enjoyed Coven. It just kind of lost me. That, and that's what happened with most of the seasons, is, is you get four or five or so episodes in, and then they just fall apart completely. Uh, and, and Coven, I think, was good a little bit longer than some of them. Uh, there, were, there were one or two other seasons that were, were okay for a while. Uh, but I loved the characters in Coven, and I'm glad to see them back. And Apocalypse has, just, so far, I think we're on the sixth episode now, and it's been great. I, I've, we, me, me and the missus both have been thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, so, so good job, guys, if this is the final season, which I think it is. Uh, you're, you're going out with a bang, and I hope you keep the momentum up through the entire season. Uh, and I would love to see a show with uh, just, oh, I can't remember his name now, but super sassy black witch guy and uh, really bitchy white girl i i I would watch a spinoff of those two just driving around being bitchy all over america and and possibly all over the world so spin that off ryan murphy spend spend that show off of american horror story and and i will be quite happy uh but uh, oh but to get back to here's what happened with the halloween movie so I went and saw it with our pals Battle Cougar and Ryan Cadaver last week. Uh, we didn't have a, a sitter for Phantom Jr., so I, I struck off on my own because it's much more important to me uh, to see movies as soon as possible than it is to Mrs. Troublemaker. Uh, so we went and saw it. We, all three of us loved it. I'm blown away. I, I, there were a couple little things that I was like, really? But you can go to the website and read about those if you really want to. But they're they're little tiny insignificant issues uh and then this past tuesday 
Uh, me and the missus had the opportunity to go on a day date, and we could go see Hellfest or we could go see Halloween. She chose Halloween, which was fine with me. I was delighted to go see it again. I enjoyed it just as much the second time. Uh, well, maybe not quite as much because I'll tell you guys, I, I know a lot of people had issues with it. Uh, but the oh gosh, do I want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet? I okay, I won't spoil anything. I won't spoil anything because there's a possibility some of you are waiting until it's actually Halloween to go and see this movie. I won't spoil anything. But there was one part that I loved and that uh, other people maybe haven't loved as much. Uh, but I, I, the second time around, it, it wasn't as impactful because it, it wasn't a holy shit this time. Uh, but I loved that about it because... And this is what Ryan and Nicole and I discussed, is we we are battle-hardened horror nerds who very rarely don't see things coming. And, And I was actually speaking at one point about how jealous I am of my son because he's experiencing movies, types of movies, genres, styles for the first time. And he he's not used to these things. So when he sees a new kind of movie... Uh, it's surprising to him. He doesn't see everything coming because he hasn't seen a hundred movies like that already. Uh, and and this Halloween gave me a couple of moments where it really surprised me the direction that it went. So anyway, uh, dug it. Uh, American Horror Story is great. Halloween's great. You know what else is great? Horror rock. I have a very, very special Halloween-y treat for you guys on this episode of the Needless Things Podcast. We have some new friends from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors. Rising from the darkest corner of the young werewolf's den, She-Wolf Dana Kane has come from the ashes to bring you horror rock at its finest. Upon completion of the young werewolves, Dana wanted to expand her musical horizons. With influences from the misfits to Rodrigo y Gabriela, She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors bite into many genres of music. The monsters to Mexican serpent gods, she takes you on a fiendish lyrical journey through rock and punk while leaving a nod and the hop in there to her roots of psycho-pop rock and roll-a-billy. This is awesome, you guys. I'm really stoked that I am able to share this with you. Uh, This is a band like uh, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that reached out and said, Hey, we're a horror rock band. We understand you guys like that stuff. Would you like to hear a couple of tunes? And I've got a couple of tunes, and they're awesome. And the one that I chose to share with you guys is called Bump in the Night. And it is from their first EP, Rats and Bats and Alley Cats. And you can find that uh, if you go to Facebook and look for Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors. You will find them. You know how Google works. And that name is pretty specific. So I think you guys shouldn't have a whole lot of trouble tracking them down. But uh, right now on the Needless Things podcast, I am going to play for you Bump in the Night from She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors from their first EP, Rats and Bats and Alley Cats.
It's time for our big old Halloween episode of the Needless Things podcast, and I have summoned a crew that we haven't spoken to all at once uh, in quite some time, uh, and never quite this combination of irregulars before, but it's going to be a fun conversation. We're just going to talk about uh, Halloweens of the past and what we've done, uh, what has been happening this year. But the the original idea was that we would just talk about costumes uh, from from when we were kids to now, and I think we've kind of added a few other elements onto that. So we're just going to have a big old Halloweeny conversation uh, to celebrate the greatest time of the year. And joining us for this episode, first of all, welcome back to the show. I don't know that it, you've been on the commentaries, but but Red Ranger, have you been on just a regular episode in a while? Not since 1988. <laughs> The episode, not the year. <laughs> I was just going to say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels... We predated podcasts. It, it feels like I've been doing it for that long, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the last regular episode I was on was, yeah, our, uh, that 1988 retrospective. Cool. Uh, well, that's and that's not so bad, because I've, I've, I've gotten away from, from having people on over and over again. Poor old Mike Gordon. I think last year he was on once a month. This year... Uh, <laughs> He hasn't quite hit that same thing. I've been trying to rotate more. Uh, and 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 speaking of of rotating our panelists out, Beth, I think the last time you were on might have been 1988 as well. It was also 1988 for me. I, I see how Sean and I are getting cast aside. It's fine. Well, although you will be on an upcoming Dragon Con episode. If oh, not, li- live and live and not in person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, our pal Derek from the Heart. Speaking of Dragon Con, I missed that segue, didn't I? Uh, our pal Derek from the Horror Track is on to talk about Arbor Day. <laughs> How's it going, Derek? Well, it's going okay. I I can only stretch out that Mad Magazine parody for so long, and I haven't read it in years. So go figure. I, I haven't read any Mad Magazine in years, although I have. Uh, read a little bit of the new issue of Fangoria. Did anybody pick that up? No. How was that? Uh, I was concerned because it, I, I don't know anything about the people that are doing it, uh, or I didn't know anything about the people that were doing it, and I, I kind of wondered if maybe it was going to be a, a corporate thing because what they're doing is quarterly issues. They're twenty bucks a piece, which is crazy, but. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. I haven't read it cover to cover yet, but I flipped through, looked at some of the articles, and it is very much a modern version of classic Fangoria. Like I think any anybody that grew up reading that magazine isn't going to be disappointed in it. Now, is it a magazine or is it like a square bound kind of publication? Because I'd heard at one point somebody said they were going to try to go for kind of more of a digest feel. Yeah, it's it's not really a magazine. It's, uh, I think in comic book terms, it would be considered prestige format. It's got that... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's got the, the, like you said, square bound. It's got the flat side with the little, the built-in indentions to allow you to flip pages. Uh, it is, it's, uh, it feels very, very nice. So it's, when you see it on the shelf and you see that price tag, it's not quite like if it just had staples in the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's, I, it's cool. It, it includes a foreword from the former publishers of Fangoria, uh, and it, it has an introduction from the current publisher of, of I grew up with this. I love it. 
trust me, we're we're doing good things. And from what I've seen of it so far, they are doing good things. But I, I like I said, I haven't read it cover to cover because there's so much stuff right now. Uh, I'm still making my way through DC Comics. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's Halloween horror cavalcade of mystery or something. Uh, I, I order all of the all the comic book publishers do some kind of Halloween special, and I order them all. <coughs> And that's what I'm making my way through right now is DCs. And it's great. The opening Swamp Thing story is awesome. And then there's a Batman story uh, that is, it's it's sort of a final girl story, but it's Batman. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so that's, that's, and that's one thing that I do every year is any, uh, when I do my comic book order forms in, uh, I guess it would be August, I order all the Halloween specials because I just I just want to read that stuff I love it I love even if some of them aren't as good as others it's just one of those things that helps you stay in the Halloween mood uh, what's something that you guys have done this year that's that's been kind of spooky and fun uh, we started off with Halloween Horror Nights um, right there at the end of September and that's now just become a thing that we just do every year and that will definitely Nothing will jumpstart the Halloween spirit more than going through 10 haunted houses at Universal Studios. And it seems like that would be a good weekend to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get in there right before it gets ridiculously crazy. Um, and This year, I think it might have... They've added a bunch of additional nights because they have the Stranger Things house, and you have a lot of people there that aren't even necessarily horror fans or haunt fans, but just... They can't, like, they're diehard Stranger Things fans. Like, people were telling us at the Tribute Store that, like, people were coming in, like, I don't give a, a damn about any of this other stuff, but I love Stranger Things, and they were literally buying everything on the shelf. So uh, the crowds, I think, picked up even earlier, um, just because it's not, they're just like, oh, well, this is just a thing they're doing, and we don't care about Halloween, we just care about Stranger Things. So um, Jen and I lucked out. We were able to do Stranger Things twice, but by the end of the night, we were glad we had the Express Pass because the line was up well over 160 minutes with the park closing oh, at 120. Wow. So um, it was, yeah, it was one of those ones that, like, they were going to be running people through the maze after the park had closed because it was just so packed. But, uh, yeah, in general, Horror Nights was awesome this year. There were 10 haunts, uh, great scare zones. Uh, we got to see at, uh, Chucky doing insult comedy on the street. <laughs> um, I, I performed with a, uh, a one-armed ballerina. Um, that was interesting. I am not better than an amputee ballerina, if anybody was wondering. Um, 40-year-old drunk Sean cannot do ballet better than anyone. Um, <laughs> well, no, I bet you can do it better than me, because you, you at well, least yeah. have a dance background. <laughs> this is true. I, like, yeah, once upon a time, like, somewhere in, like, I, I swallowed the skinny version of me that could do ballet. Um. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, they actually had they, they had this wonderful section in the, in the um, the good guy section with Chucky, and it was a bunch of broken toys. And they actually had this young lady who was a legit amputee; she was uh, missing part of her uh, left arm that was a broken ballerina doll, um, and was actually a fantastic ballerina. And I was like, "Wow, I'm way too drunk and fat for this." Uh, <laughs> but there there I was doing ballet in the middle of the street like now, an idiot. Did they put you in a tutu? They did not. Damn they it. did not. I know. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> all the years of ballet, no tutus um, no ever. 
So, uh, so that's worked out well for me, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, we kicked that off and it was, like I said, it was, it was an absolute blast and a great way to kind of, as soon as we came home, we were already like deep into the, the Halloween spirit of things and yeah, um, yeah. had that going. So that was, that was awesome for us. What, uh, it, well, and it's after our little vacation in Savannah, uh, to the vampire ball, I, I think we've decided that we're going to try and do because our anniversary is october 15th so it's a good time for you know anything to to go you know to to go anywhere and do anything and i think we've decided that next year uh we're going to try and make that anniversary trip horror nights nice nice definitely be worth it it's it's so so good and apparently the 10 haunts that was the most they've ever done and apparently that's going to be the amount going forward. So up until this year, they'd only done nine. They added the 10th one this year. And that's um, what I've been hearing is that they will do 10 from now on. Um, it, it's one of those things I almost feel like that it, eventually they're going to just spread it out to do multiple nights. And they'll do like, well, there's 20 haunts. and There's no way you can do all of them in one night. Or they'll just open up a Halloween theme park. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. There, there's a there's a rumor, and I, obviously this is just a rumor that I've heard on various theme park podcasts. But you know, uh, Universal has bought a lot of land, and it's kind of an open secret that they're building a new uh, gate uh, park, another park down there. One of the lands r- rumored is a uh, monster like World of Monsters or something to that effect. Uh, oh that my would gosh! Be, I'd be yeah. all over that. Yeah. Um, I, if that happened, my head would explode. Probably, that would be absolutely fantastic. Well, and the thing is, is I mean, Orlando is really going to blow up over the next decade or so. I, it's it's and, and it's already a, obviously one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world. But with the addition, with everything that Disney's doing right now. The, adding the Star Wars land, all of the stuff that's going on with the uh, the anniversary that's coming up, uh, like where are they going to put everything? Oh, it's yeah, it's going to be madness. Uh, Star Wars land, I'll, I think it'll be awesome when I get there in six years uh, to, <laughs> right. to steal from steal from Arian, just because <laughs> that park is going to be impenetrable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Derek, what what have you been up to so far this year? Have you have you had the opportunity to do anything fun to get you in the spirit? Well, you know me, Dave. Uh, I pretty <laughs> much am into spooky stuff like all year round. So I would I was trying to think if there was anything particularly Halloween oriented that I've done. And no, not really. But there's plenty of uh, spooky things that I've done lately. Uh, they, the month kicked off with uh, Monsterama. Uh, an Atlanta convention that I uh, help run programming for. It's a great time. I would recommend you check it out next year. I end uh, up working every time, every year that they've done it. I've been scheduled to work that weekend. Yeah, yeah. You you've told me that before, but uh, hope hopefully some year you can make it. It's it's kind of. A weird shift after Dragon Con because Dragon Con is so massive, whereas Monsterama has the feel of I'm sitting in my living room hanging out with my buddies for hours on end. Well, and I love uh, that kind of stuff because that's that's very much the same feel as uh, TimeGate, which is now called Hulanta. Uh, it's that same kind of more intimate, uh, relaxed feel. It doesn't have the 
it doesn't have the pressure of Dragon Con, I guess. No, not in the slightest. And it's cool too because I wound up buying more stuff at that convention than I have at probably any other convention in the past five years. Uh, it was a fair, fairly small dealer's room, but when the dealer's room was loaded with uh, classic monsters stuff, and somebody had like pretty much an entire run of uh, famous monsters of Filmland, so I bought like re- I uh, bought issues that uh, I had when I was a kid, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but that that was how October started. The uh, net, the Friday after that. I went and saw Alice Cooper. Oh, awesome. Yeah, fantastic show. You know, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, as Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And then, uh, just this Saturday, I uh, drove down to Atlanta to see uh, a synthwave. I I guess you'd call it synthwave at this point, but it was uh, uh, Gregorio Franco opening for Dance with the Dead. Um, A fantastic... uh, band that uh, kind of is a blend imagine if uh, John Carpenter and metal were thrown into a uh, bag that sounds incredible yeah Dance with the Dead is amazing where did they play um, they played at Purgatory at the Masquerade oh shit I hate that I missed that that would have been an amazing show yeah uh, and there was a they were they're on tour with uh, an artist named uh, Daniel Deluxe who had more of like a cyberpunk vibe going on but uh yeah dance with the dead was great uh they they actually play uh real instruments in concert in addition to the synth stuff so um and and really nice people too i mean as 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 soon as their set was over they were off the stage meeting fans and stuff it wasn't like hey i'm gonna go hang out in the back for a while and till people leave you know they they were very approachable. But uh, that's how you build and maintain a following, man. I love it when I see bands do that. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was cool, too. I, I'm sure they're just traveling around in, like, your standard small band RV. But they they really made the most of their set. Like, they had a couple of uh, mannequins on stage that were made up to look kind of like ghosts. One of them kind of resembled uh, Barbara Steele in Black Sunday, I think. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they had these giant skulls with glowing eyes and parts of the stage kind of looked like a little miniature haunted house. And then they had they were projecting uh, images behind them while they played. It was, it was a really good show. Um, I'm hoping that they come back, like, regularly. So... Yeah, you've you have mentioned them to me a couple of times now, and uh, again, I of course I was working this past weekend. I knew they were coming. Uh, I did not, however, realize you were coming in town for that. Oh yeah, yeah. It it was kind of a last minute thing. Um, originally, I was uh, scheduled to work, but I arranged to work a different day. Nice. So uh, I want it. I I'm a big fan of their music and uh i met uh, gregorio franco at DragonCon actually so i wanted to come out and support him too and uh but uh is is a fantastic show i mean i i didn't know what to expect since you know most of the bands i go most music m- most music shows i go to have 
a full band setup, and a lot of these bands are just either one person or two people. So right, right, right. I don't right. really what to expect, but yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, Beth, what have you been up to this year for the Halloween season? Um, apparently nothing, judging by what everyone else has been doing. <laughs> I have sat on my fat ass and watched movies, I guess. Hey, there's nothing I... wrong with that. That's most of what I've done. <laughs> well, I, I was sad to miss Monsterama because I was out of, at an out-of-town wedding that weekend. And I would have liked to have gone because when I went to SpyCon, the gentleman who gave me my press badge said, Oh, I do Monsterama too. You should come to Monsterama. And then I looked at the dates and went, shit, not going to Monsterama. So sad to miss that. And then, I mean, not to steal from ministry too much, but every day kind of is Halloween. Sure, sure. I watch horror movies all the time. It's just that this particular month, they give me more of them to look at. Well, and that's how I feel about it is I you know, it's it's not like I don't watch horror movies in like March, but it just makes the post Dragon Con which for and well actually yeah, I want to I want to talk about this with you guys. For me, Halloween essentially starts after Dragon Con. Uh as soon as I get home from Dragon Con, it's time to start watching spooky movies, it's time to start thinking about what we're going to be doing in October. Uh that that's when the season starts for me. Uh, what about you guys, Derek? Is that like when, once you've uh, woken up from your week long slumber? You don't even get a week long slumber after Dragon Con though, because you do Prog Power. You're right, exactly. So once, but it's not like I work for Prog Power. Well, right, so. but it's still it. Like I couldn't do anything after Dragon Con, it, it, and and you go right over to that. But once you get home from Prog Power, is that essentially when you start sort of feeling like, all right, Halloween is upon us. No, not really, because again, I, it's, I, you know, and I, especially since I run the horror track, it, Halloween really is just uh, the Halloween season is really just a time for me to stock up on my year-round supplies. Right, right. I mean, but one thing I've been trying to push since I know not everybody is feels that way. One thing I've been trying to. Um, push uh for the past couple of years and i'm really hoping to emphasize it if they ask me back next year is uh to kind of start treating dragon con as the start of the halloween season uh like if we were to run a track party you know like maybe do some like a halloween party or something you know just to kind of it's huh? amazing that you're saying that right now because there is a conversation that you and I need to have off air. I I love that you've just said that though. Okay, <laughs> but I would hap- I would happily go to a Halloween party at Dragon Con. Yeah, I, 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 it makes and especially with all the costuming and everything, it it just I'm surprised nobody has really has really taken advantage of that angle before, but. That's something that I'm. And people have been on me on me to do a party for years, and I've always been like, "Well, you know, there's so much else going on. What angle can we take?" But um, I do believe that the time has finally come that to is, do a party. That so. is the angle. That is absolutely the angle. We're going to talk more about this, my friend. 
Uh, so yeah, it's and it is it's it's year round, but uh, I just it it makes it more fun to really get immersed. And when I say I sit down, I I focus on horror movies and stuff to the point where I let things build up on the DVR until October is over because I'm like, all right, I'm not watching Supergirl now. Supergirl is not spooky. If they do a Halloween special, which they don't for some reason, whatever happened to TV shows doing Halloween specials, you guys? Because everybody DVRs them now and won't watch them immediately. Ah, it drives me nuts. <laughs> you used to be able to count on, like, like the A-Team would do a Halloween special. Golden Girls would do a Halloween special. Everybody. And now... Punky it, Brewster did a Halloween special. Absolutely. Uh, and now it's it just seems like uh, it's business as usual, which is so weird because uh, as we've sort of been dancing around, Halloween seems bigger now than it's ever been. Uh, even if this year is is a little bit of an off year, it seems like. Uh, but I feel like more of the general population is into this holiday than used to be. Um I think a lot of the stores too are starting to realize that people are people are buying this stuff for year round and not just for quote unquote decorations because I mean while Target selection this year I'm kind of underwhelmed with it. I agree. Uh, it seems like they started a wave of putting out stuff that was quality made housewares that had had a spooky theme and i've noticed i mean even big lots and places like that have followed suit you know so yeah they're putting out products that that are you can tell they're made to last longer than a season right well that's why i always shop the day after halloween sales at target because the curtains in my bedroom are repurposed dining room tablecloths that I got at Target for like a dollar the day after Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Because you can buy amazing stuff there. You just, if you're into that kind of thing, you would use it all year long, and that's that's what I do. I stock up the day after Halloween when it all goes on sale. Yeah, it's really nice having uh, that option now. Because you know when I, I way long ago when I first moved out of my parents' house, like there were no, I couldn't put up like crazy black candelabras and and uh curtains with bats on them and all that kind of stuff because it just really wasn't out there as a matter of fact i would say creepy housewares like that uh you know you could go to specialty stores i'm sure and once the internet came around you could pay a fortune to get that kind of stuff but i think the first time i really started seeing actual like well-made housewares that were spooky was probably at Hot Topic back when it was still a scary store. But, Before it sold just nothing but Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although that could be anywhere now because you can't, <laughs> you can't swing a cat without hitting a fucking pile of Funkos. Uh so let's let's move on. We've been doing as much spooky as we can, and actually, you know what? Let's not move on yet because this is, this is one of the topics I wanted to cover. Beth, you said you've been watching scary movies uh, over the years. The television networks have kind of gone back and forth with who has quality stuff. Who's who is that channel that you can just leave on in October if you don't have a specific 
like I'm going to watch this movie right now. If you're doing stuff, is there a channel that you just leave on in the background? Uh, and we, you know, you've got sci-fi, you've got AMC, you've got Turner Classic Movies, uh, probably other networks that I'm not thinking of that program spooky stuff. Usually not all month long, but at least the latter half of the month. What have you guys been watching? Is there a channel that's been doing cool stuff this year? Uh, Beth, what, what have you been watching your stuff on? Uh, I'm I'm all AMC Fear Fest, and it's great it this start, year, isn't it? It's, it's so great. The Halloween marathon was amazing. Terry even stole his uh, Halloween costume idea by watching Season of the Witch. You will enjoy this. He's going to be a worker for the Shamrock Company. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully he's he- got a blue he's got a blue jumpsuit, and he thought, well, Michael Myers is too obvious. I'm just going to get a Shamrock logo. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, please tell him to explain to us how Stonehenge works. Uh, I've already asked. He doesn't know. Damn it. He's. He- it's above his pay grade. I think the only person that may know, <laughs> there are only two people on this planet that might know how Stonehenge works, and that's either Tom Atkins or Danny McBride. Look, you can't just take chunks of Stonehenge Stop and it. put it you, on a chip. You don't it's not know. how it works. Yes, you can. don't know. That's not how Stonehenge works at all. Sean, you what don't do you know how Stonehenge works when you put it with a computer chip. We've, you, we've no, established how rocks work. You can't just put rocks on chips. We've established yes, you can. that Sean has no idea how Stonehenge works, <laughs> uh, but maybe he's got an idea about a good channel. Have you been watching spooky stuff, Sean? Oh my God, yeah, we've been watching. Uh, so, as we've discussed in the past, my thing is that I haven't seen movies. Uh, right. Which, so, oh, I've got to bring this up now. This in the middle of our podcast is probably not the best place, but whatever, I don't care. Uh, Spotify rejected me today, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, wow! So really? Yeah. They they I don't and and you get no reason why they just reject you. Uh, That's wow! So, okay. Sean, I have to tell you this: you have missed out on an opportunity because there is a new pot. I don't know if it's a podcast or a blog. But the whole gimmick is, uh, I have I haven't ever seen any popular movies, and now I'm going to watch them and write about them or talk about them or whatever it is they do. What? They probably yeah. have a huge like Patreon following. Oh, too, I'm sure they, they do. They're probably making money. they're probably making fucking twelve thousand dollars a month off Patreon after three episodes. I'm sure. Right. And yeah, they stole my fucking gimmick. Yep. I'm super bastards. Um, <laughs> damn it! I'm gonna need a new gimmick now. Um, well, so I've been catching up and not being the guy that hasn't seen anything. Uh, so we've actually been watching a lot of Shudder um, this month. And I, I made a list of all the movies that I've seen so far. So this month, starting at the end, like once we got back from Horror Nights, so technically into September, I've seen uh, Mandy, Return of the Living Dead, Phantasm, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, Hell House LLC 2, Hellfest, the Houses That October Built To, Poltergeist, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I th- think that's most of them so far. Nice. Wait, wait, uh, those, those are movies you, you've never seen any of those movies before? Yeah, I'd never seen any of those before. Oh, and we saw Hellfest what? in the theaters. Uh, don't act like you're not familiar with Sean's homunculus status. <laughs> I, guess, I, did, I guess I just forgot how bad it was. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's getting better, though. It's Every once in a while now, we'll mention a movie, and there'll be, like, a pause while we all wait for Sean to say, I haven't seen that. And, <laughs> and he'll 
he'll sense it and go, no, I've seen that one. <laughs> so it's I've been getting to you, buddy. I've, I've been getting I've been getting caught up gradually. <laughs> uh, Derek, are there any uh, any channels or services that have been helping you out? YouTube. Um, unfortunately, I've become one of those viewers. You know, oh, just wow. leave on YouTube. Well, a, a couple of months ago, I uh, dropped cable and got a Roku. And uh, YouTube offers uh, lots of free programming, shall we say. Uh, but uh, you know uh, as far as movies I haven't really watched any yet this year Um, I'm going to hit Shudder starting this week but uh, you know one one thing that I have been enjoying and unfortunately I have not finished it yet is uh, uh, Netflix's Haunting of Hill House which I know you like I liked 90% of it. I have heard that the ending was very divisive, and that's what I'm a little afraid of. I would would love to... Beth and Sean, have you guys watched it? No, we haven't added that one to the list yet. It's on my list. I just haven't started it yet. I I for sure recommend it, uh, but I was extremely let down by the final episode. Yeah, that's... I'm very, I'm very concerned about that uh, because you're not the only person who has. But, but the rest of it said that. is fantastic and well worth your time. So, I mean, I can't, I certainly can't pan it in any way. Uh, it just, you know, it, it ended how it ended, and that's, you know, whatever. And it's not, it's yeah. not even really a disappointing ending. It's the way that the episode was done. But we can talk about that sometime in the future. Uh, for now, we're going to get back to our specific Halloween talk. And the reason, the original reason we came here tonight, we put up a poll in the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, which, uh, listeners, if you're not part of that, you should be. And the poll was, what would you rather hear? An episode discussing Stephen King adaptations or an episode talking about Halloween costumes? And Stephen King adaptations will still happen at some point in the future. Me and Battle Cougar have been talking about doing that episode for like three years now. And it just, yeah. it's going to be a matter of just doing it. Uh, but by a wide margin, the Halloween costumes won. So what we're going to talk about now is what we wore when we were kids, some of the favorite costumes we've had. Uh, our ideal like dream costume and what that might be and uh, we'll start off here with Beth were you when you were a kid were you out trick-or-treating were you wearing store-bought were you making it what were you doing I was definitely out trick-or-treating and I was wearing store-bought until I was about 10 the earliest Halloween costume that I could remember going into tonight was I have a cousin who's about six months older than me, and we were pretty close when we were kids. And our parents dressed us up as Bernard and Bianca from The Rescuers, and I cried all night because she made me be Bernard. And I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be... Oh, that's terrible. I know. Oh, God. That's and I was hilarious. a pouty little brat, too. Wow. But it was the, the plastic costumes with the, you know, the plastic bibs and horrible masks and shit the the like ben cooper style the the vacuform mask that would yes. like slice your lip open 
the kind of thing that you could wear when you were a small child because you didn't have to worry about, can I drink an adult beverage through this mask? Exactly. Am I going to need a straw? Yes. The first costume I remember picking out for myself, I think I was probably 9 or 10, and I decided I was going to be a punk. At 9 or 10, not knowing what the hell punk really was. Sure. So I took a giant outdoor yard trash bag (laughs) and cut a bunch of holes into it and covered it in safety pins and spray paint, and and I was punk. That was my idea of punk back then. Sure, sure. I I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I... I was watching Return of the Living Dead and stuff like that. I, that's what punks look like if you watch Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Now that Sean has seen it, he gets that reference. I do. <laughs> what about uh, Derek? Were you, when you were a kid, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with everybody's uh, younger years for now. Uh, were you big into finding costumes and stuff? You know... I guess I was. I I have a bunch of masks that um, I remember having and still do. I I still have like the uh, collection of uh, Ben Cooper style masks that they put out for um, Clash of the Titans. Oh my but, gosh! But, yeah. Who? Yeah, what does that consi- of them. What does that consist of? It, what did they do? Like per- uh, Perseus, Calib- Calibac, Caliban. Calib- Wait, who is it? Calabos. Calabos. There are too many Calas out there. That would have been scary as hell back in the That character yeah. was scary as hell. He's terrifying. And Calabos He's... and Medusa. I, I... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'll take photos of them next time I see them. So. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see those. What about you, Sean? Yeah. Well, okay. We know, we know red rangers but i love hearing about it so it's it's my favorite one it's probably the one i remember the most out of any costume i ever had uh and somehow when i was let's see my sister i was probably eight um and uh i convinced my mom to make me a zodak costume and it consisted of a red football helmet that i'm pretty sure i got two years prior christmas present and, well, that's when my parents probably really realized I was never going to play football. <laughs> when, when I was like, can I do something that's not dumb with this helmet? And so we had, uh, like, it, it had some stapled cardboard around the back of it. And then Zodak's two big black eyes, like, painted on the top of it. And uh, my mom bought some felt, and, like, we painted the symbol on it. And so I went as Zodak. My brother was He-Man, and my sister was She-Ra. The interesting thing is we lived in Pittsburgh, and it got really cold on Halloween. So uh, we had very we had some sort of creative uh, developments to our costumes because it was freaking freezing outside, and we needed to be wearing long sleeves and long pants. So, uh, so yes, we had fake boots going over it, and I walked around, and nobody, not even my classmates, knew who the hell I was because <laughs> – because Zodak was sort of still a niche character, uh, like you know, he wasn't on the cartoon nearly as much. Like if I was Man at Arms or He Man, everybody would be like, "Oh yeah, you're He Man." But the, you know, people knew my sister as She-Ra, and that was a really creative interpretation of She-Ra for a five-year-old. <laughs> um, 
and nobody knew. They're like, "Who? Are, what are you?" And I'm like, "I'm Zodak." And I'm like, "I'm the coolest character from Master of the Universe, or probably just He-Man, because nobody called it Master." Yeah, of the we Universe didn't. Back we then. didn't call it Master <laughs> of the Universe then. We didn't call it that till like, and I still just call it He-Man now. I'm like, even as an adult collector, I'm like, "No, nah, it's just He-Man toys." Look at my um, He-Man toys. Exactly. Look at my He-Man collection. I got a bunch of He-Mans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was my favorite costume of all time. And um, I think I ended up keeping that helmet. It might have gotten repurposed later as uh, older as a uh, Speed Racer helmet. But, um, but yeah, uh, the closest I ever got to wearing anything football <laughs> was uh, to be a Masters of the Universe uh, character that nobody recognized. I think, uh, I know I had a couple of different Ben Coopers. I had a Grover, or not a Grover, I had Super Grover. And uh, I had Luke in his Rebel Pilot uniform. Uh, and I, I was, even at a young age, because we're talking like five, six years old at the time, even then I was very, very picky about accuracy. So I had to wear, uh, like with the Super Grover, I wore these blue furry zip-up pajamas under the vinyl Ben Cooper costume because I couldn't have like little kid arms or a striped shirt or something sticking out from under the Super Grover fur. And I did the same thing with the uh, Luke costume is I had to wear some kind of orange jacket or something underneath it. Cause you know, those, those things didn't have sleeves like, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a smock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was, even then I was just as, as picky and OCD as I am now, as all of you well know. <laughs> you, uh, you know. Yeah. But, uh, no, the one that, and, I, and I'll dig this picture up and, and post it, even though I've posted it, I think, every year for the past four or five years. Uh, these costumes with inflatable heads. Kooky Spooks. Yes. Thank you. I just I, looked up the name. Sorry, I, I stole your thunder. I, I got really No, quick. no, no, no. That's fine, because I couldn't remember. I, could, I, can't, I can't ever remember what they're called. Uh, yeah, so Kooky Spooks were, they had the same smocks, but there was a big inflatable head that you put on top of your head. Your head didn't go in it, so you had this weird, like, neck face with the head on top of it. Uh, and you had to paint, I don't remember if it came with the face paint, or if I demanded of my mother that she paint my face so it would be, so it would look like a neck. I don't remember how that worked exactly. Uh, I'm looking at pictures online right now, and all of these kids have painted faces. So it probably came with the face paint. Yeah, but it, I, I would say by 2018 standards, some of this face paint is uh, hashtag problematic. Oh, for sure. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the coolest kooky spook was, I think it was spider-based, but it was black. It was this big black, almost creepy-looking thing. And that's the one I wanted, and I guess I'm glad I didn't get it, or else there would be pictures of, like, four-year-old me in blackface. Right. But we, my my poor mother, my poor dear mother, drove all over, I, I think we were still in Gastonia at the time, I don't think we had even moved to Atlanta yet, so drove all over Gastonia, desperately trying to find this this kooky spooks i the black one is the one i wanted the most and then there was another one maybe it was red or orange i don't know uh we couldn't find anything and finally uh the the last store we went to obviously because why would we go anywhere else once we found it we got this yellow one 
that is not the one that I wanted at all because in 1979 or 1980 whenever this was no little boy wanted yellow anything because at the time yellow was still very much a girl color like yellow and pink were girl colors then that's how that was the times don't judge me through the lens of 2018 uh so we found the yellow kooky spook and i got my face painted up yellow put the yellow inflatable thing on my head and this thing is like six times larger than a human head like you're looking at pictures right now sean you can verify these are large things yeah it's it's absurd it's it's i I don't know how kids didn't have neck problems and uh perfectly honest it's fully inflatable you gotta have at least a two pounds of air on your head it yeah i'm sure it was uncomfortable uh so but yeah there's a picture of there are a couple pictures of me in this my dad uh dressed up like a, a scarecrow and I can't remember what my mom was. I'll have to dig the pictures up. But anyway, I, this this was, I remember, this is one of my earliest memories was driving around trying to find the cool kooky spook that I wanted and ending up with the yellow thing, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, are there any other, before we move on to our older years, anybody else got any kid costumes that you remember that have a particular story attached to them? Actually, Derek, I want to hear, you You mentioned the Clash of the Titans, Ben Cooper masks. Do you have any other leftover stuff like that? I think I have some uh, off-brand generic character type stuff, but uh, I'm fairly sure that the Clash of the Titans are the only licensed. And it was never the full, you know, uh, plastic garbage bag costumes or anything. It's just the actual, just the masks themselves. You know, that's fine, though, because if you had the smock also, all it would be is, like, a white smock with a picture of Perseus on it. It's not like it would be any yeah. kind of, like, it wouldn't be, like, in the movie, He his, his tunic didn't have a picture of him on the chest. Yeah, even as a kid, I always hated that. Me too, me too. You know, it's like if I I bought something, if I wanted to wear the Godzilla for Halloween, for example, I would want it to be like, look like scales or, you know, whatever, you know, um, not a picture of Godzilla. So Yeah, well, and that's, I was the same way. As a matter of fact, I remember one year... uh, we and, and I didn't remember this until you just said that now. Uh, I wanted to be Batman, which I'm sure, you know, at the time, Batman, the, the television series, was in syndication and was still fairly well watched. Uh, and we went and bought the Batman costume. I don't know if it was Ben Cooper, because everybody says Ben Cooper, but there were a ton of different manufacturers that made that exact same style of costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it was the the vacuform mask, and the smock thing that it came with had the picture of Batman on the front. And this is shit. I I couldn't have been more than than three, four, five years old, uh, because there is another story that I'm not going to tell related to this. Uh, But the, the smock thing had the picture of Batman on the front, and I thought that was bullshit. And we had to go and find some, once again, the zippered footy pajamas that were the answer to all of life's problems when you're three, four, five years old uh, that actually looked like Batman's costume. And I'm just now remembering all of this. They had the boots painted on 
you know, per printed on, however those things are made, the trunks, the belt, although I also insisted we buy an actual toy utility belt kit that had like a plastic utility belt and I think uh, like a batarang or something with it and uh, the bat symbol and then it didn't have actual gloves but the it had the uh, the blue printed at least at the end of the sleeves man I must have been really difficult to deal with when I was a kid I was just about to say you were as high maintenance as a child as you are as an adult. You are not kidding, man. <laughs> I need, I need. As soon as we're done with this, at well, no, it's a little late now. As soon as I get up in the morning, I'm going to call my mom and dad, and I'm going to thank them for dealing with my <laughs> fucking picky ass. Be like, I am so sorry. Well, I'm not really sorry because I'm. It's not like I was wrong about any of this. Well, this is true. This but is true. I, I, I will just thank them for dealing with my, uh, my, my high maintenance self. Uh, so as we get older, uh, you know, sometimes you you put these things aside for a little while. Sometimes you keep on with them, and uh, you know, depending on your life situation, there were there were times in my life where I really didn't have any, uh, you know, a big group of friends that were into these sorts of things. Uh, so I didn't necessarily dress up every year. Uh, there were times where I didn't know anybody that was having Halloween parties. Uh, so there just wasn't occasion really. I, I mean, I, I know there, there are a handful of Halloweens in my life where I, I haven't worn costumes. I haven't done anything. Uh, but I did well into my teens, uh, find something to do. Now I wasn't one of the kids that would go trick or treat when I was like 17. I still think that's lame bullshit. Uh, but if I had, I would have worn a costume. At what point did you guys ever hit a point where you kind of put it aside for a little while? I hit a point where I probably should have put it aside, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, I mean, why would I do that? Well, as a teenager, what were you what were you doing then? Were you doing kind of the lame teenager costumes like I'm a doctor and just like wearing scrubs or were you still doing full on costumes? <laughs> No, I was making up my own weird shit from just whatever I had laying around the house. At, at some point, I found all of my uncle's army gear at my grandmother's house and just took it. And so then I would just make up stuff. Like, I remember one year, if you actually, it's weird. If you run into me today and look at my elbow on my right arm, there's still a scar when I decided I was going to be a skateboarding mutant tiger soldier and i don't even remember i think like yeah yeah this is is ridiculous that had to be in the 90s because yeah oh yeah yeah very 90s oh yeah this was this was high school when i was a cool kid you can ask beth um (laughs) wait you were cool no that's the joke (laughs) um but uh yeah so i uh wendy's or somebody had in their kids' meals um, animal noses, and so I got a tiger. Oh, my gosh. I think I remember that. Yeah, it was a really random thing. So I got a tiger, and I decided, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be my costume. So I had this hat that looked like the one that Jesse Ventura wore in Predator. I put on this tiger nose, and I painted my face tiger-striped. I bet you I looked wore... really cool. Oh, my God. I probably looked like an idiot. <laughs> 
freaking 15 year old kid by himself <laughs> trick-or-treating up to people's houses because i was completely by myself i'm a tiger roar I'm a roar <laughs> i had my laser tag pistol um and i'm so and i'm wearing camo and i was wearing like some camo parachute pants or like green parachute pants and i'm skateboarding around the neighborhoods you know, occasionally trick or treating, and mostly just being an idiot who's dressed in camo at night. This is incredible. Uh, and so I'm coming home. I've got all my candy, and because it was the '90s, and I was a really bad skateboarder, I was like, "Oh, well, all the cool kids are running really loose trucks." So I had really loose trucks. Well, those yeah, yeah. trucks had 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 it by the time I got home, and I hit the speed wobbles going down the hill. And the back truck falls off, and the skateboard stops. And me and my candy go flying down the street. And I manage to get my arm up to protect my head and my stupid hat and my tiger nose. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I slide down the street enough that I actually destroyed my pants on my hip. Like, I just shredded away. Because it's just thin parachute pant material. Yeah, yeah. Shredded away my pants and had like piece of asphalt that I was picking out of my actual ass, and um and yeah, and so I scraped myself up that like my elbow to this day still has a scar. I have a scar on my hip too, but I'm not showing you that. Uh, Thank you. But uh, well, it's yeah, a podcast, it so you're not showing us anything. Well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you see me in person. I'm not showing you my ass. Um, <laughs> that's for Jennifer. Um, Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll show yeah. my ass figuratively He'll constantly. Yes. This sort of thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I um I uh yeah, that was a, a totally homemade costume and uh it didn't survive after that night. Wow. <laughs> uh I think we're done here, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. In the, Dave, in the Dave middle, is totally uh, regretting Dave is totally regretting his promise to be nice to you now. <laughs> Oh no! All I want now is for him to recreate this costume for the modern era. <laughs> well, I no, everybody feels judgy now. Now it's a cosplay, it's a thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh no, you'd be a furry, is what you'd be. Ooh, that's even worse. <laughs> Somehow that's worse. Uh, Derek, what have you? Uh, what would have been your your uh, post childhood dabblings with costumes? Oh, um, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I, how do you like my simulation of the horror track room? Uh, it's pretty good. I was I was actually getting ready to comment about the hissing. Are you in a room full of snakes now? <laughs> uh, it's just the air conditioner. Is it Anyways. really? No, I, I'm I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know. I'm not, um, I, it's weird, I don't really dress in costumes, largely because I wear glasses and I don't want to put in contacts, so that limits the number of things I could dress as to begin with. I know your pain. And, uh... Or I used to know your pain. And, you know, I'm not exactly in shape, as, as I'll say politely, so <laughs> not a lot of costume opportunities there without just making myself feel weird um i mean who wants to see uh fat nosferatu with glasses i i, I don't <laughs> well first of all i don't think i'd exactly qualify you as fat and second of all you would be the scariest nosferatu ever i'd probably look more like uh, the danny devito penguin uh, <laughs> come on <laughs> but 
I just got an idea for next Dragon Con. I keep wanting to dress up like a, a Jack Nicholson's a version of Jack Torrance uh, at Dragon Con for no other reason than to irritate Clay. <laughs> but, uh, um, well, what's the what's the last costume you remember wearing? Uh, it was one Halloween night, and this kind of goes back to the discussion about the night you realized you were too old to be trick-or-treating, because I was, uh, I think I was 13, but uh, I put on a costume, and I think I nearly gave some elderly people a heart attack when I knocked on their door. <laughs> They're like, this I one's, this one's like too a, big. Yeah, yeah, because they looked at me and were like, ah! And, I mean, it wasn't that polite fright of, you know, oh, kids, they're in costumes, they're little, they're little ghouls, you know. It was like, oh, crap, this guy's got mayhem on his mind. Wait, this one might murder us. Yeah, that was kind of the look on their face. So <laughs> that was when I realized it was probably over for me, so. What, uh, Beth, how has your adult costuming life been? I feel like I've had some pretty brilliant costumes. I would agree I, with that. Not, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I've done pretty well for myself as an adult. I, mean, I took you, a break. Hmm? Well, I was, I was just going to say, and I won't say what it was, but I will say I think you have had one of my favorite costumes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, it, it may be on my my top picks. It probably is. I don't know is. which one you're talking about. It has to be. Uh, so anyway. I, I took a break. And I think everybody takes a break from the time that you become too old to trick or treat, but you're too young to go to parties. Yeah. <laughs> and and once you get old enough to go to parties, it's totally different. And I feel like the last 15 years or so, I think I've gone to a party every single year. And I would say my top three favorites that I've done would be the Uridid Sharktopus. That would be the one. <laughs> I mean, I put so much effort into that damn costume. It, it is my favorite shit. of all time. I made shit out of felt and foam, and I, I built that costume. Everything else that I've ever done, I've put together from things I found at thrift stores or a wig I bought somewhere. But that one, I, I worked on that one. And that was before sci-fi became a horrible joke to me. I was still super into it. Oh, and of I, course, I, I love I, to me, Shark to put I I genuinely love that movie. Like it's not ironic. Oh, I do too. It, it's not ironic whatsoever. I love that movie, and I think it was one of the last sci-fi movies that was not made in that annoying tongue-in-cheek Sharknado way. Exactly, and that's why I loved it. And it's Roger Corman, so of course it's going to be great and silly at the same time but not in that snarky way that sci-fi has about it now right and i would i would not have put that much effort into a costume if i hadn't genuinely loved that movie yeah but if if you if you friend me on facebook there's plenty of photos of me in various degrees of drunkenness <laughs> and in various degrees of costume drunk to puss because pieces of the costume started coming off throughout the night but I really put a lot into that costume, and that was one of my favorites I've ever done. It's fantastic. Thank you. That should be your profile I, picture, like, for the rest <laughs> of the month, I think. 
Uh, I could make that happen right now. I'm looking at it right now. Or, or at least on your Bethorama Instagram account that has, what, like four pictures on it? I never use it, and so many people keep following me. It's because it's the Instagram's the best. All right, we got to move on. We got to keep it Halloweeny. So, we, Sharktopus, what what other uh, tremendous costumes have you had over the? I'll, you know uh, what? I'll go ahead and throw one out. Uh, when you you were uh, Buffy and Terry was Angel. Terry was not Angel. Yes, he was. He was just. He was his normal. I'm not wearing a costume. No, he was Angel. I don't. He was Angel. He was. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this crap. <laughs> I would actually like another shot at Buffy because I feel like the wig I bought sucked, and well, I would like to do it better with a better wig. You certainly can't use that wig again because it's in the game show box. I was going to say, I'm not touching that wig again. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh. No, I, I kissed that wig goodbye when I gave it to you. I knew I wouldn't use it again, so I was uh, yeah. like, well, Dave can have it. it. It's dead to me. That's probably for the but best. It, it is, yeah. Any other big ones you look back on particularly fondly? Well, I did a a Resident Evil costume where I was an umbrella scientist. And I have a, a staple lab coat that I just keep in the closet for whenever you might need a lab coat yes. or a costume. And yeah. I, I did umbrella patches all over me and made a name badge. And I handed out, I had biohazard bags and we're handing out um, vials of those shooters that you buy at the liquor store. But they were blue and so I was telling everybody I was giving them the T-virus. Very low maintenance costume, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. I got everybody really drunk on sugar. Well, also, you would have loved it. <laughs> I would have loved it. Uh, you know what? I would have loved it more than what I'm drinking right now. This white zombie, white ale. Uh, it's not great. I need to switch back to my Ace Pumpkin cider. Um, <sighs> I I will say this for the listeners and for anybody. It is worth going to a medical supply store like with it has that sells the scrubs and everything. It is worth it to go and just buy yourself a lab coat just to have in the closet. I've used it three or four times at least. Absolutely. Totally worth it. It's it's absolutely worth having. Uh what about you Red Ranger? Any post teen costumes spring to mind that you're proud of? Uh yeah, so in college, I worked at Best Buy, and this was when Prodigy was big. Firestarter was all over the place. And um, I convinced them to let me dress. So I was going to be Keith Flint, and I was going to actually shave my head oh, and die. Oh, I can totally picture this. Yeah. Uh, and so I told them, I was like, hey, just for Halloween, can I do this? And they were like, sure, I guess, just wear your Best Buy shirt. And I was like, okay. And one of the other managers who was closer to my age was like, um, if we're going to let him wear a costume, let's just let him wear it for the whole week because I don't think you understand what he's going to look like. So I worked at Best Buy for a week looking like Keith Flint. Um, and so I just made Halloween last an entire week. Uh, this one I lived in downtown Athens, so I proceeded to get really, really shit-faced and then walk around dressed like Keith Flint being really, really obnoxious um, and then at some point I walked into one bar and a friend of mine worked there and they saw me and they put Firestarter on and they had a balcony. And so I went up and drunkenly performed the entire song in costume as Keith Flint and almost fell off the balcony um, as I'm slamming around like a complete moron. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the oof, I, I, I wish I didn't remember as much as I did because it's pretty embarrassing. Um, you know, I can picture every bit of that, too. 
I have heard you, we have discussed this before uh, because this this same era is when I was working at Hot Topic, and this is the first time that someone who knew me then has has been in proximity to this story. Beth, do you remember my fire starter dance, or was that purely vaguely? It uh, was that purely. No, I, I do vaguely remember it. I don't remember every every bit of it, but yeah, sure, I, sure. I do remember that there was a fire starter dance. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think it's something that Pete would trigger usually. <laughs> yeah. And no, I I was at the wedding I was at at the beginning of the month. Schweck started doing the the Axl Rose back and forth dance to as, Sweet Child of Mine, as and he does. It brought back a lot of memories, but I I think. <laughs> Just thinking about Firestarter now, it's it's triggering some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was almost like Cartman singing "Sail Away." Like Pete would, mm-hmm. Pete would be like, "Dave, do the Firestarter dance," and I wouldn't be able to <laughs> help myself. <laughs> Damn but, it! So at some point, we will have to get together. Uh, maybe this is uh, Sean. Maybe this is something we could do for uh, Scumbag TV or, or whatever they're calling it now. We, oh, we, maybe you and I, I should I get would, together and have a Firestarter dance competition. Oh God! I, I will be happy to judge the Firestarter competition. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a thing, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I think I just heard Jen yell from downstairs. How do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> um, so she lives here. She's stuck. One of my teen year costumes i guess and one of the best costumes i've ever done in my life uh and it's we i look back on it and it doesn't make sense in the context of my taste and the way that i've enjoyed things but uh if you remember batman forever and tommy lee jones played two-face in batman forever and i don't remember how i felt about that movie like when it first came out i probably loved it at first because everybody loved jim carrey back then uh i think it actually took me some time to realize that it's a giant piece of shit oh it's so bad (laughs) but before i came to that realization i did a full two-face costume based on that movie and I went out and I bought magazines so I could have picture references. Uh, I bought a suit from the thrift store, and I used I used because I didn't know how to do anything. I used spray paint, <laughs> like literal spray paint, to make half of the suit. I covered. I took painter's tape and trash bags and covered the clean half, and spray painted the purple tiger stripes on the other half. Um. So this thing was stiff as crap because it's freaking spray paint and you're not supposed to paint fabric with spray paint. Uh, so like w- when I put it on, the right half of my body could move normally and the left half of my body was in like paper mache almost. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but I, and I had uh, a glove and I, I took a, I got a pair of shoes and I painted like a silver toe on one of them. Cause like if you, you know, think back then we didn't have the internet to look for references of photos so all I could go by were at the you know back then we would get every time a big blockbuster movie came out there would be an accompanying magazine, and there was a Batman Forever magazine. So I got it, and also there was like Starlog and and whatever else. 
but there are not a lot of photo references for shoes because nobody's taking pictures of feet in a Batman movie. Uh, but I, uh, but the big thing was I put a white shoe polish in half of my hair uh, because I I didn't I didn't quite know how to achieve his hair because obviously Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, being the the star or one of the stars of Batman Forever, they're spending a little more money on his makeup than I was able to spend on mine. Surprisingly, <laughs> you don't say. I had to cut. I had to cut a few corners, is what I'm saying. Uh, but it's where I learned to work with uh, liquid latex and how to make weird skin. I won't say burns because nothing about him in that movie looks like a burn victim in any way. Uh, but I, I would take the liquid latex and I would put, I think I did it all with toilet paper at the time, and I'd just roll up toilet paper and put it on my face, and I I did a, did a really amazing job of Two-Face, and I actually ended up wearing that costume three times, uh, three different times, and people were just blown away by it every time, because again, back then, not only do we not have the internet for references, but cosplay was, was not even a word then, I mean, like... People didn't wear costumes outside of Halloween unless it was somebody wearing a red sweater with a, a Star Trek pen stuck to it at Dragon Con or whatever. Like, there was no concept of, oh, is that screen accurate? People weren't insufferable. Well, yes, that's that's certainly true. Well, they were, but it was in different ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Rage had a different different point. But that's uh, prior to getting really back into it years later. Well, (laughs) prior to becoming Phantom Troublemaker and wearing a costume lots of times uh, throughout the year, uh, that that was the last, like, really big costume I had uh, for Halloween time. Uh, And and it's it's still one of my favorites. I I would, even though I do think that movie is a piece of shit, that character design... Uh, it's not a good Two Face at all, but it's a fantastic visual character design, and I would I would love to do that again. Uh, and on that note, what would be if you guys had an unlimited budget? What would be your dream Halloween costume? We'll start with Derek. Well, in Ghoulies Two, there is a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This this goes next because it just started with that. I'm so happy. This is where we landed. All right, go ahead. There's a giant version of the iconic green ghoulie of, you know, from the uh, movie poster. Yeah. There's like a giant version of him that comes that they bring to Earth and he starts smashing stuff. Uh, I would love to have a costume of that. Oh, that's a fantastic choice. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beth, I'd be what... more surprised if you said it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, what about you? If you had uh, w- anything that you wanted, the best costume slash makeup people on earth at your disposal, what would yeah, be your Yeah, which Halloween? ghoulie would you be? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast, Derek. That let's, is an entirely different podcast. Let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not reduce ghoulies. Save that for Arbor Day. Right. <laughs> exactly. I I would like to do a real version of Dark Phoenix. Oh, wow. Instead of the, the ghetto version that I have now with the I have a Dark Phoenix t-shirt. Right. 
that I'm going to wear with some leggings and some boots and some gloves that, I mean, none of it looks good at all. It's going to look bad. (laughs) But, you know, if I had unlimited budget, I would have a fan blowing on me at all times and and liposuction and skin tight everything. (laughs) and, And it would look so much better than the version that I am thinking I'm probably going to do this year. Sure, sure. But we try. And, and, and you know, maybe the Dark Phoenix movie is going to suck. Maybe it won't. Maybe. But, you know, <laughs> You're so I'm, sweet. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying hard. Let we'll, me try. We'll see how that goes for you. It's not going to go well. <laughs> no. But I'm trying. And I would do a, a Dark Phoenix... 90s X-Men cartoon version with just hair on fire and and wind blowing on me at all times and maybe not screaming about Scott so much but it would look cool. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. That's solid. That's cuz it's it's uh it it fits the technical definition of something that's horror for sure. She only murdered billions of people. I mean, only. But it's also a comic book reference. That's that's strong. That's strong. All right, Sean. <laughs> what about you? Oh man, if uh, it's not even horror, uh, I would totally if I if budget was no issue and you know I exercised ever, um, I would totally <laughs> do a real Zodak costume. Yeah. But like the 2000X version with like the weird lines and stuff writ- drawn all over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that God, that version is so freaking cool. Um, yeah, that's I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Like being cool at space Zodak guy, find a chair to roll around on. <laughs> unlimited, <laughs> unlimited budget, Sean. You can get life but with me. Oh, there you go. I would do that, and that would. That would <laughs> <laughs> so then I could be like, okay, I'm not the fat Zodak. I don't want to be fat Zach. <laughs> it's just it's his lesser known brother. <laughs> I, I have, uh, I, you know, I've got a couple of dream costumes uh, that I've actually mentioned on the show before. Uh, uh, 2002 Trapjaw is one of them. Oh, um, that so good. And then the Star Trek movie uniforms. Uh, the, those are two of my dream costumes. But since this is Halloween, uh, I want to pick something spooky. And I think I would go with Cyborg Jason from Jason X. Jason goes to space camp. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh man, I I would love because you know you anybody can do Jason, right? But to be space Jason, space and you Jason, be, you got to be nine year old Ryan Cadaver for that, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> He's already lived my dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would that would be one I would absolutely love to have. Uh, that that would be that would be the budget. Uh, big budget costume for uh, your old pal Phantom. Uh, so now that we've run through the the past, the present, and and the very very unlikely future, uh, we've talked about parties. We've talked about fun. Uh, we've got two things I want to land on before we go. One, and we talked about this in the very first episode that we did this Halloween season, but we had a different crew on. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What are the best and worst candies to get when you're trick-or-treating. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. My my favorite, the, the ones that I'm excited to see when I open the bag up, 
Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Love them. Best candy ever, period. Nothing's better. I have a new worst because originally I had said Tootsie Rolls. I hate Tootsie Rolls, but I feel like that's a little controversial because there are people who like Tootsie Rolls. I am going to steal from our friend Jennifer Hartshorn from the Earth Station Who podcast and throw out Necco wafers as the worst Halloween oh, candy. Oh, God. What kind of monster gives out Necco wafers? Exactly. Ugh. Why do you hate children? I, I like Necco wafers, but I would cut somebody if they put them in my Halloween candy bag. <laughs> yeah, that's just fucked. <laughs> uh, Sean, what what is your best and worst? Uh, so my favorite was um, getting a baby Ruth. Maybe that was a slam dunk. Baby Ruth? Yeah, if I get a baby Ruth, I was like, oh, this house is great. I'm going to go change costumes to come back three more times. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, and then the worst would be the people that gave out raisins. The fuck is wrong with people? See, I, I don't didn't give even out raisins. I didn't even hate raisins that much. They're nature's candy. Oh, uh, they're not. They're awful. They're the they're the awful. See, you know what it is? Is that you didn't go to Catholic school where they tried to pass off raisins as an actual snack, and you're like, "Fuck you, this is awful." And I, they're like, "Jesus loves this," and you're I've, like, "Shut up." I've always I I've always liked raisins. Raisins did uh. not offend me. Raisins did not offend me as badly as Necco wafers, Tootsie Rolls, and um, those weird, really, really hard, I guess they're taffy or toffee, they're like brown and orange circles. Oh, yeah, those things are disgusting. Yeah. What were those? I don't know. Awful. Dollar store stuff in the in the eighties. I don't I, even think dollar stores existed, but it was horrible. No, they didn't. But cheap cheap garbage candy certainly existed. Ugh, what are you doing? <laughs> just don't even do Halloween. Just be like, I can't. Right. If that's your if that's your best effort, just just turn your lights off and and sit on your couch and watch right. Little House on the Prairie. Uh, right. Just suck at life. Derek, <laughs> what, what about you? What are your candy uh, bests and worsts? Well, I'm 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 in the uh, peanut uh, Reese's camp myself. Yes, uh, I like to this day. I, if, if I'm going to eat candy, it's going to be Reese's peanut butter cups. Ironically, the candy that I think is the worst thing ever—not just worst candy, but worst possibly thing passed off as food—is also peanut butter based. It's those weird little things that they would put in orange and black wrappers. Oh, I think that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought you were, but yeah, I, those were god awful. The kind of crunchy? I, I don't know. I, it depended on how old they were. <laughs> okay, well, I I, I kind of recall what you're talking about and the ones I had were kind of crunchy. Well, that's, they always tasted old. It's like it's like soft, stale peanut brittle. It's like old people ribbon candy. Well, no, it's not like that because it was it was chewy, but it wasn't chewy in a fun way. It, that's a good way of putting it. But <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't even remember it being chewy. I just remember always throwing them in the garbage when I found them, uh, and always sort of felt bad because somebody paid money for these, and I didn't know why somebody because, would buy these because they hate children that's why they yeah bought but them. but they could have made it fun by putting some razor blades in them by instead <laughs> it's a challenge beth what uh what are your picks well i'm also 
completely for the peanut butter cups, and we buy them every year and then turn off all the lights on Halloween night and pretend to not be home in case some kids come so that we can eat all the peanut butter cups. <laughs> I mean, that's just a life, life hack right there. That's, that's just good living. Look, the last time some kids came to my door, they were 17, and they had grocery bags and weren't wearing costumes, so fuck them. Go buy your own candy. <laughs> you clearly know where a Kroger is. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not giving those assholes candy. What, you had uh, enough money to go to Kroger. What is the worst? I would say... Cowtails or Chico Sticks. I don't know what either one of those things are. Aren't they're we not from, good. Aren't we from they're the same region? Candy. They're old people candy. Chico, <laughs> what Chico you... Sticks... And, Chico stick is imagine a butterfinger, but with less flavor and not coated in chocolate. I don't know if I've ever even seen that. They they exist, but they're terrible. And cowtails are sort of like tootsie rolls, but they have very little flavor, and they've got two layers. It's sort of a pretend chocolate layer with a pretend cream layer. They're terrible. It's yeah. all terrible. It's all old people candy. Okay, so I they're, looked up. Yeah, they're like old people caramels. I looked up Chico yeah. Stick, and the first the first website that lists a Chico Stick is Rural King. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, this looks awful. And uh, cowtails. I mean, I've heard of cowtails, but I don't know that I've ever seen them in person. I feel like Chico Stick got a shout-out in some hip-hop song that I can't remember off the top of my head. You're probably like, right. Oh, cowtails look disgusting. Probably yeah, no, they're gross. I don't know how I escaped both of those things for so many years. Uh, I guess I'm just Apparently lucky. you didn't trick-or-treat in Gwinnett County, Georgia in the late 80s. Oh, I sure did. But uh, Maybe Norcross is bougier than uh, Snellville. That's what I was getting ready to say. I was in a bougie neighborhood. Uh, all right, so we've got our candy nailed down, and now that we're all grown and uh, can make irresponsible decisions without consequence, because that's what adulthood is. Uh, my this every year I find a different uh, adult beverage that is fun and is great, and that I stick to throughout the Halloween season. Uh, this year's choice is absolutely not. White Zombie White Ale from Catawba, uh, because this stuff does not taste good. Well, okay, when I first started drinking it, it tasted really bad. Now, I, I you know, it's not as bad now, because you know how that works. <laughs> but my, my preferred beverage, uh, uh, Dave West slash Phantom Troublemaker's recommended beverage for 2018 is Ace Pumpkin Cider. Uh, it's great. It tastes uh, like pumpkin pie in a bottle. It's wonderful. Uh, last year... Uh, Lining Kugel had a Halloween shandy or a pumpkin shandy that was great, but that doesn't seem to be available this year. They're, they've already got their damn Christmas shandy out, which is infuriating. It's, it's not. I've I've looked. Yeah, I love those shandies. No, it's great. And although they do have a vanilla porter that looks like it's going to be a, a holiday season thing that I we'll we'll be talking about in a future Needless Things podcast. Have you guys found any signature beverages that you've enjoyed this year? So uh, I'm I mean, wa- everybody water tried to talk ice. 
Sparkling water what? Ice. It's basically water, but it's got carbonation taste to it. Oh, it has so all the flavors and stuff. Down on... It has all the different flavors and stuff, right? Right, so if you want to cut down on drinking soft drinks all the time, this is a good segue to get off of them. Yeah, and it's also a great mixer. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> drink alcohol, though. They uh, they have a ginger... The, the point where I realized that those things were uh, definitely leaning towards being cheap mixers is when I found the ginger lime one. Because <laughs> nobody's nobody's buying ginger lime water as a refreshing beverage. They're they're mixing it with uh, with vodka or rum or whatever. But yeah, those those are tasty, and they really hide the the liquor flavor. <laughs> Beth, anything? I know I make fun of you for being a girl drink drunk, but damn it, you really got me on that pumpkin spice rum. Yes, Jacko Blast. Jack-o-blast. Yes. Oh, God. Jack-o-blast. Oh, flashbacks and, and after Jason Olympics. After drinking Jack-o-blast, drinking regular rum just doesn't work for me anymore. Once you, go, I, once you go Jack, you can't go back. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that somehow made it worse. Oh, now I hate myself. I don't just hate you anymore. I hate myself. <laughs> now, do you? are you drinking it straight? Do you mix it with anything? I, I mean, I don't generally just sit around and drink rum, but if I am going to have some Jacko Blast, I would mix it with just some seltzer or something because it's fairly sweet on its own. And yeah. the only time I drink stuff that sweet is generally at Dragon Con when I'm drinking Fireball and Jacko Blast. Can I, can I tell you, you're going to want to get some Jacko Blast and save it for the holiday season because... Pumpkin spice eggnog and Jacko Blast is oh god is the bomb. Oh, I'm not losing any weight anytime soon. <laughs> None of us are. E- eggnog is terrible for you, but God, it's good. Oh, it's the best. That's why the government regulates it. You can only <laughs> oh, buy it for like two months out of the year, and then the government's like, "Nope, we can't have a nation full of high cholesterol fatties dying all over the place. It'll cost too much." Well, we already do, but... Well, yeah. Um, we can't have I, more. I, if I'm going to die, that's how I want to go. Absolutely. Overdosing on eggnog. And pumpkin spice rum. Mm-hmm. Red Ranger? Uh, I don't have a particular holiday one. Um, however, you found some pineapple cider, so I'm going to have to hunt that down. Motherfuck. You and your so, you, oh, you kids and your stupid pineapples. <laughs> Ridiculous. Blame Psych, greatest television show of all time. It is a great show. I can't even argue that. All right. Well, it is time to close this thing out. And what I would like to do is go around to each one of us uh, with one specific Halloween recommendation, whether it's a song, a movie. Uh, a, a personal ritual, just something you do that you can share with the listeners as a sort of, hey, if you want to spook your Halloween up just a little bit more, here's something you can do. And mine is uh, actually hitting stores right now. There is a new series of Garbage Pail Kids, and it's funny how many people say they're still making those things. Uh, yes, they are. And this is called oh the horror ible which is a little awkward oh, to say God. 
But they are all horror-based Garbage Pail Kids, not just movies, but literature, uh, television characters. They're all the classic style of the Garbage Pail Kids that you know and love, but everything is has has a root in horror of some form, whether it's The Exorcist or Dracula or Frankenstein or Freddy Krueger or whatever. Uh, and they're, they're awesome. They're fun. They're relatively inexpensive. You can find them in Target. Uh, you, if you want to, you can order them from Amazon or whatever, but I like, you know, I, I like just running into them in a store, uh, and you can get packs. They've got all kinds of different packs, different, uh, for anywhere from $4 to $10. You can grab, you know, a certain number of cards. If you're with friends, you can each get a pack, open them up, see who gets what. That's what we do as a family. Uh, we'll buy a number that can be divided by three and we just sit there and open them all up. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it's one of the best series of garbage pail kids I've ever seen. Uh, what about you guys? Is there any one specific thing that you've had fun with this year that you'd recommend? So I'm late to everything. This is, we know this. <laughs> Get out uh, of town. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Um, uh, but I would recommend, so I was super late to going to haunts. I didn't go to my first haunt until three years ago. And then I went with Ryan and Nicole, Battle Cougar, and we did Netherworld. Uh, we did both of those and then jumped way into the deep end and did Horror Nights like I talked about. And now I can't imagine going Halloween season without at least doing a haunt somewhere. Uh, like it, It's worked out that we've been able to do Horror Nights every year. But um, even if we didn't, I would still go, you know, there's so many around. You've got up in Coming, I think, is up there. Mr. Sweets, which is down in Morrow. Uh, Netherworld, right in Stone Mountain. So there's so many great ones. And you there's a pattern and a rhythm the haunts, and you start to really, I've started really just kind of appreciating them, even be besides all the scares, um, you know, the jump scares and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like it, it's a Halloween tradition I wish I had started when I was younger because I found that I really, really enjoy them. And what is the noise that you make? Bah! It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I sound. Uh, you know, and just to, just to tack something onto that, I, there are also a number of spooky escape rooms out there that that are year round, but that you could do that are a lot of fun. And Netherworld actually has escape rooms that are. Uh, we we've done one of them. We plan to go back for more, but that was yeah, those are great. Yeah, that and was a, awesome. Brilliant use of the space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not a whole lot of space, but really, really smart about making it seem immersive and and big enough to be worth your money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek, what about you? You know, I, I'm I was trying to think of something and unfortunately I've got no answers. Oh. Well, how about just a movie that you would recommend everybody check out during the Halloween season? Um uh, Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow is a personal favorite of mine. And you know what? That's a fantastic choice, and our pal Selena brought that up on the first episode of the season, and for some reason I just I don't know why I had never related that specifically to Halloween, even though Ichabod uh, and Mr. Toad, the animated Disney one, uh, has always been... It's very, it's extremely Halloween-y. But for some reason, I'm, Burton's had never occurred to me. Maybe because it came out in November when it... Uh, remember during the 90s, there was this weird trend of releasing the big horror movies of the year for Thanksgiving? Yes, I do. That is very it's odd. Like, what yeah that i i still don't understand why that happened i'm so glad now we tend to get 
uh, September and October, we, we tend to get at least one or two big releases to, to set the stage. Yeah. Like this year, at Hellfest and the new Halloween um, that, that were very timely for, for the season. Uh, and finally, Beth, do you have a Halloween recommendation? Well, I was going to check out the new Netherworld location, but I drove past it the first weekend in October, and that place was packed. And I tend to go for things that are a little less crowded. Sure. Um, I do want to check it out at some point, but probably during the week more so. But I'm for my semi-annual viewing of The Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch it at Halloween and at Christmas because it goes to both. Interesting. So, See, that one for me is a Christmas movie. It, it does both for me. And yeah. That's why I watch it twice a year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it does. Obviously, it's it's both. But I, for whatever reason, in my head, uh, that that and Edward Scissorhands are both total Christmas movies. Well, Christmas, yeah, I can get with Edward Scissorhands, but Nightmare Before Christmas, it it does it fulfills both for me, and it gets me in a spooky mood because I had the soundtrack when it came out and know all the songs. And I know your new Danny Elfman. But it's a great soundtrack. I'm not new to Danny Elfman. <laughs> I'm new to Oingo Boingo. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I've been listening to Danny Elfman. I, I actually, I was thinking about that earlier today because, I mean, really, Danny Elfman has been a, a huge influence on my taste in my life since Pee-wee's Big Adventure because that theme song was the first time that I was just like, what is this insane music? I love this. And then up through Beetlejuice and Batman and, you know, everything else that he did. Uh, and, and I, you know, Oingo Boingo is only a recent discovery. And, and I wish I'd known about it forever. And that's, there's another good one is uh, you guys, if, if listeners, if you haven't, check out some Oingo Boingo. Because, holy cow, that's, uh, th- there's like 70% of their output is Halloween music. Yeah, that was the key for me is one day I was like, Boingo Boingo is Jack Skellington singing rock and roll. Why am I not listening to this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I think we've covered everything we need to cover for the 2018 Halloween season. But before we go, of course, you guys all have to share what you're up to, where we can find you online. Beth, what have you got going on? Well, I can always be found on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com and on needless beth at twitter and if you use the instagram which i don't enough but i am bethorama on instagram and maybe i'll post something i don't know pictures of cats are very popular they go i I have lots of those there you go that's all you need uh sean what are you up to where can we find you online uh so i'm selling candles um and that's not a joke. Oh, uh, not just make... candles, but also what wax. Okay, you got to explain to me. I don't know what a wax melt is. It sounds like okay, it yeah. sounds like candy. I yeah, don't know what a wax melt is. It, Have you ever because I'm not a girl? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're selling uh, candles, wax melts, and prayer candles. Um, the tall, unscented, white 
candles with cool stained glass artwork on them. Uh, they're all theme park related, so the scented candles and the wax melts are designed to trigger memories, uh, particularly um, the Jaws ride from Universal and the old Confrontation ride from Universal. And probably by the time this comes out, we'll have launched our new E.T. scent. Uh, so if you've ever ridden the E.T. ride, we, uh, we've concocted up a scent that we think smells like that ride. Uh, a wax melt I is... Hate, I hate E.T., but I love that ride. Yeah, the ride is great, um, and it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, and the smell is very distinct, and that's actually the scent that kicked off this whole zany thing. So, um, and a wax melt is just a scented piece of wax that you can put on kind of there's they they make burners, hot plates that uh, as the wax melts, it just sort of melts, and then you get the nice aroma from the scented wax, and you don't have to. It's it's great like if you have uh, cats and. Uh, animals that would knock over fire oh, and that would be bad you don't want so, fire fire based stuff exactly so if you like the smell of, of scented candles and like you don't want fire or burn your or risk burning your house down then uh then a wax melt is great for that wax melts are for pussies is what you're saying um yes pussy cats <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> Uh, and finally, oh wait, well, where where can we find theme theme park alchemy? You're you're oh, on all park. the social medias, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, no. So we're on Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, both as theme park alchemy, and you can go to themeparkalchemy.com and uh, and find all the candles there. Join the guild, get on our email list, and if we don't make a scent, let us know what you like, and uh, we're always open to suggestions. And just to be clear, uh, my my household is all we're all absolutely terrified of fire, so we would be buying the wax melts. Just, yes. Just for clarity. <laughs> uh, finally, our pal Derek Tatum, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, my website, which hasn't been updated in a while, but I'm hoping to get it back up soon, is dreadpunk.com. Uh, that's my home for my non-DragonCon-related material. And uh, if you want to find stuff out about DragonCon, just look up... Uh, DragonCon Horror Track on Facebook. So Awesome. Guys, thank you all so much for coming on, talking about the 2018 Halloween season, talking about the past, present, and unlikely future of our own personal Halloweens. And uh, we will talk to you all again on uh, Turkey Mania, our November episode of the Needless Things podcast. <laughs> That's probably not a great idea, is it? They're running wild! Turkey Mania is running wild. What you going to do when the stuffing runs wild on you, brother? All right. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Ugh, man. That harpoon pumpkin cider really was just not good. I have a terrible taste in my mouth. I I a little bit feel like I want to throw up uh, just from one. But that could also be my impending bronchitis and ongoing state of exhaustion uh, that are why I'm not watching the casket creatures right now at one of their Halloween concert series. It makes it sound like Cooley and Conlon present the casket creatures live, the Halloween concert series. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Many reasons I could not make that show tonight. Uh, we, we lost our... Uh, potential child care for the evening so and i had to get the show done and tomorrow i got to get up and go to the doctor i'm actually going to the doctor because i'm a little concerned about whatever's going on here uh but you can get out 
and see She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors if you're in the New Jersey area. Saturday, 1027. They're going to be in Smithville at 2 p.m. at the Smithville Monster Bash. Then later that day at 8 p.m., they're going to be in Bordentown, New Jersey at Randy Now's Man Cave. So check them out. Google them. That's She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors. They're awesome. You heard their song at the top of the show. It's great. I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP, Rats and Bats and Alley Cats. And uh, also, please do check out the Mystery Men of Surf. They provide the interstitial music that you normally hear on each and every episode of the Needless Things Podcast. And please check out needlessthingspodcast.com for all of your spooky halloween needs, at least for the next few days. And then after that, we're going to go into Turkey Mania, brother! Not really. There's no turkey mania. But we do have a gimmick for November. Uh, it, I, I don't know how much sense it makes, but it, it, it made a word that's funny. So we're going with it. Uh, so that's all I got this week. As always, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.